bet the game. Sounds crazy, Frank. <laughs> Maybe just crazy enough to work. Sports betting with an Oregon lean. Powered by Sports Radio 750, The Game, Portland's most listened to sports station. You probably won't say it again. I bet I do. Okay. Chris. Now, here are your hosts, Judah Newby and Zach Schlegel. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm hosting this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome in to Bet the Game, Super Bowl 54 edition, Zach Schlegel, Judah Newby. And it's Niners Chiefs. Big game is finally here coming up Sunday. A lot of money being uh, thrown around here by Joe Public and the Sharps are about to come in too. We'll get Zach's thoughts on where he is leaning. Of course, it's different when your team is playing in it. That it is, Judah. I that mean, it how, is. How do you feel right now? You're about 48 hours out. Anxious. The yeah. anxiety levels are rising right now, Judah, but I feel good. I told you today the energy feels right. It's yeah. Friday and I'm, I'm ready to roll. You know, I was telling someone the other day, it, this the the feel of this game in terms of uh, who people like to win and who the media is leaning toward and who the sharps may or may not be leaning toward. It has kind of a Seahawks Patriots feel from Super Bowl forty nine, and uh, I only feel that way because I was you know following it so closely where the voice spread was going, and I was like, man, the Seahawks at one point were one point favorites over Brady's Pats, and then the Patriots were one point favorites, and I'm pretty sure the line that year ended on pick'em like going to uh, kickoff this year. It hasn't crossed zero very much. I think it may have opened initially zero and then in, in money on the chiefs. And then the chiefs have been riding right around one and one and a half for the better part of the last two weeks. Yeah. Not a lot of whole, not a whole lot of movement on the line, Judah. I think early in the last week, actually it's been two weeks now. It seems it's crazy that we've been waiting this long for this game, but Right after the championship games ended, we saw a lot of money come in on Kansas City. I believe over 70% of the action was coming in on the Chiefs very early in that week. And then you always, of course, have that that dead period of time towards the end of the first week, that weekend in between, and then early of the uh, during the week of the Super Bowl. And watching all the pregame hype out there in Miami, I just wish I was out there in Miami. I wish have I was on the beach. There? I I've been to West Palm Beach a couple yeah. years ago. Same. Yeah. Right. You have? I did. West I Palm Beach? There. That's right. We were in the, oh, the parking lot at the cigar shop. That's right. And then we were in the club <laughs> later that night. That's right. I yeah. almost got into a fight. Yeah. yeah oh, I man. saved you, though. You did. Thank you did. Classic you moved Niner me. fan. You were, like, <laughs> you were like my guardian angel. Yeah. I do what I can. <laughs> I, I hope I won't have to do it this weekend, too. No. But, no, no, no. But I'll, you're right. The, the, the hype and the festivities out there look look amazing. Oh, it's amazing out there. And uh, and I can only, only I can only hope I'd be there right now because just looking outside the weather right now I mean it's cold it's cloudy but like I said the energy is right Judah and so we've seen this week a lot more action coming in on the 49ers in fact there's been a couple big bets our guy Mattress Mac oh Mattress Mac yeah he didn't do so well on that one so maybe this time he gets it right (laughs) yeah maybe he does and uh that's a good tease because let's get into some of uh, the direction of the money yeah. as of late because we were just talking a bit ago. This seems to be one of the most highest anticipated uh, games, not only for the result, but also for the betting public. I mean, there's a massive amounts of money being invested mm-hmm. in this game so far by the betting public. Yeah, absolutely. The betting public definitely on the Chiefs for the most part. This week, though, like I said, 
lot more money coming back on the 49ers. And that's what I was feeling. Mattress Mac put a million dollars on the 49ers money line. And now let me just read off a few of the biggest bets so far on the Super Bowl. We have a million on the Niners money line. Someone went ahead and put over six hundred grand on the Niners plus two, getting a nice little number right mm. there in case it is a close game, field goal type of game down to the wire. We had over a half a million come in on the Chiefs, minus one. And then someone got like an alternate total here at 42 and a half, probably risked a lot of juice there. Goodness. Put 42 and a half? Yeah, yeah. So they put 450K on that one. That's probably to win less than 100 grand, I'd right. imagine, because that's just very, very juice. It seems very safe. But mm-hmm. I mean, if I guess there might be something to be said for that approach if you're not sure about where the total is now at 54 and a half or so. Right, 54 and a half. Because we saw the total, speaking of, it opened around 52, right? 51 and a half, maybe. And it's been steadily going up, but it reached its peak at 54 and a half, maybe okay. 55. Um, that's about where we stand right now. Yeah. And the biggest the biggest prop bet, Judah, this is amazing. Someone put a quarter of a million dollars on a prop bet. And it's on a, a prop bet? And it's a rushing prop. Oh, my gosh. And Let it's me guess. A, yeah, you guess. Is it Mahomes related? Not Mahomes related, it, but Niner, right team. Er, er, okay, Damian Williams. Yes. And is it uh, yards or attempts? Yards. Yards. So let me guess. I mean, what's the... Uh, is it an over-under type of prop, right, yeah, for yeah. rushing yards? So about 50 and a half? Close, 53 and a half. 53 and a half. And this person's putting a quarter of a million dollars on one of these? Quarter of a million. I'd have to put it on the under. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Correct. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a lot oh, of money, homie. That is a Ooh. lot of money. So, And and I, I actually, I mean, I like it because we know how dominant that 49ers defensive front is, and I imagine that Patrick Play Mahomes, the under. Yes, play that <laughs> under. Damien Williams, under 53 and a half. Man. Someone out there put a quarter of a million dollars on it, so you can, in fact, maybe put a, you know, a couple dollars, 10, whatever yeah. you want to do on that one. Okay, all right. That makes sense. Woo. Now, now that's <laughs> that wild. Juice is going. That got I me know. going. Whoa! Wow. Ooh. So, uh, wow. rounding this thing off here. I mean, there's been a few other bets about like 200k. You know, nothing major. 100k, whatnot. Just kind of on the Kansas City minus one Niners money line, Kansas City money line. So, kind of back and forth action there. But the most money coming in on the 49ers money line by Mattress Mac and someone else, the second biggest on the Niners plus two, and then that prop, which is amazing. So. Money has been coming in. Now, Judah, to to kind of give you an idea of how much money is going to be bet on the Super Bowl this year, approximately 26 million Americans will be invested in this game. That's one in about every 10 adults in America. Wow. <laughs> and we're estimating... $6.8 billion to be wagered on this Super Bowl, and that's coming from the American Gaming Association. That that ratio, 1 to 10, has got mm-hmm. to be the, the, the highest ratio or lowest ratio, however you want to put it, of all time yeah. in a Super Bowl. One out of every 10 adults in America now is going to have some type of financial stake mm-hmm. in this game. I mean, that's amazing. Someone yeah. in your living room watching is is going to be betting on the Super Bowl. Right, right. Generally, I'm the one providing that ratio. <laughs> but now yeah. it's going to be multiple people, and it's it's encouraged and obviously legal in way more places now than it's ever been before. Well, and speaking of that, uh, 14 states now have legal sports books. That's six more ahead of last year's Super Bowl. So the industry... As we've been discussing, as I've been following literally for the last four to five years, it's been exploding. 
sports betting is becoming less and less taboo. I remember five years ago, I had to be very careful, almost tiptoe around discussing sports bets right. with friends, family, whatnot. They look at you a little weird. Now it's it's very normal. It's all over the headlines, it's all over ESPN. The broadcasters are talking about the line. They're making comments about, oh, well, that play is going to mean more to some people than others, right? You hear it all the time. So sports betting getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And since I was born, Judah, in 1991, more than $2.5 billion has been bet on the Super Bowl in just Nevada sports books alone. So, you know, Nevada, obviously the place where wagering sports betting really began in America. Um, and the sports books in that time period, 28 years, have only suffered a loss twice. Right. So the books win. Books win indeed. All right. Well, let's get to some of our favorite props mm-hmm. in this uh, game, and we'll get to a couple of your locks as well before yep. digging into the rest of the matchup. First of all, when you approach prop betting in the Super Bowl, how much of you, you know, do you, do you ever dabble in, in the funner ones, oh, like the yeah, lighter yeah. side, the national anthem length, the right. coin toss, Gatorade. things like that? Yeah, yeah, the Gatorade color. I mean, those, <laughs> those are always fun to put a shekel or two. Well, yeah, they're, they're fun, and what I usually do is I set aside – a certain amount of money, a small amount of money to just put a few bucks here, a few bucks there. And when I'm taking those crazy props, I usually just like to look for some big hitters, you know, ones with a little bit of a crazy odds to it, you know, a plus 1,000, like a 10 to 1 or a 5 to 1 at the least. Something yeah. that'll like keep me a little bit more interested. So, you know, you put two bucks on it, you can win like a hundred bucks or whatever it is. That's 50 to 1. But, you know, you look for those crazy props, you put a couple bucks on it, and you just have some fun. That's what I usually do with those. If I'm going to risk any more money, um, I usually like to take a couple safe bets or a couple, there's nothing really safe in betting, Judah, but. I like to actually find the ones that I'm feeling a little bit more confident to put a little bit more coin on. So the Gatorade one is interesting because both teams are red. And a lot of people were saying, oh, well, the Gatorade is probably going to be red this year because of that red or clear, right? I think most years it's clear, but a lot of people are saying red. And I think it's already down to like plus 200 and it was at like plus 500. <laughs> so keep an eye on that, that one. be an inside source there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Someone has to know, yeah. right? There has to be an inside source. But a um, couple of my favorite prop bets for this game, I like to take anytime touchdown score. I love this one. Yeah. And this is the one that I'm going to have to play, too. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued where you where your mind goes there. Yeah, I have four picked out here. Okay. And it's in order of... I, I bet you that there's two of them in my head that, that are, you already have. Just guess them. Guess one of them. McCole Hardman. No, 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 no. That's a good guess, though. Well, then, good. then I definitely know the other one. <laughs> okay. The other one's Debo Samuel. Yes, he's in there. <laughs> Debo Samuel is definitely one of my favorite anytime score props. He's at plus 130. And simply put, he's going to be heavily involved in this football game. He will get some rushing attempts. He will be involved in the passing game because I think Garoppolo will have to throw more than eight passes in this game. No. Although I would love to see the 49ers just run it down their throats again and (laughs) rush for 40-plus times. Right. And if they do, they're going to win the football game going away, if that happens, Um, because we saw what happened to the Packers. And, in fact, the Packers— are the 23rd-ranked rushing defense DVOA, the Chiefs, 29th. Yeah. So, I the mean... Chi- and that's the it's an interesting thing because the Chiefs are 29th, and they gave up, what, 62 first-half rushing yards to Derrick Henry. Right. Slowed him down to seven rushing yards in the second half in the AFC title, but the biggest factor in there was getting a couple of stops in the third quarter on him, mm-hmm. yes, but mm-hmm. being up by two scores most of yep. the second half, too. So, 
taking over that game flow. I don't know, necessarily know if they can have that same type of game flow in this game. Mm -hmm. And the attack rushing wise for the Niners is just different than the, than totally the Titans. Is. You know, it's uh, it's a little bit, in my opinion, harder. To yeah. stop over 60 minutes. It's like a Swiss army knife right. type of offensive attack because you have so many guys who can carry the football. Like, I mean, we were just talking about Debo Samuel. He can come around the end, uh, get those wide receiver screens. He can get those end arounds. And he can make a lot of things happen. So Debo Samuel, one of my favorite anytime scorer props there at plus 130, heavily involved in the offense. My favorite overall, I would say, would be George Kittle because in the last two games, he hasn't had to be involved in the game. He's had four receptions for about 32 yards this playoffs. As a know? pass catcher, right? As as a guy who was like the go-to guy in that offense all year long. So I see Kittle being more involved in the pass game because they'll, they'll have to pass a little bit more in this one, I believe. And Kansas City is pretty bad against tight ends. Kittle, a huge red zone target. So I think Kittle at minus 110 is pretty good value there as well. Now, the other two I have here are a little bit more of sort of long shots, but the one I'm about to mention isn't really a long shot. It's just the odds make it look like that. Patrick Mahomes. And this, we're not talking about a passing touchdown. We're talking just rushing, or I guess he could receive, right? I mean, maybe a little Philly, Philly special. special. Yeah. Beautiful. Love <laughs> it. Casey special, right? <laughs> um, but Patrick Mahomes at plus 300. That's three to one odds. Risk 100. You're going to profit 300 on that one. I love that. I, I love that. There, I, there's yeah. definitely something to be said for a rushing score for him. Absolutely. Because he's likely going to be moving out of the pocket a lot in this game. 49ers pass rush is going to force him to move around. And I think looking back at how the Rams attacked the 49ers defense by rolling Jared Goff out, getting him outside the pocket, getting their wide receivers in space, and making quick decisions like that, having the defense for the 49ers chase him around a lot, get him tired early. I think that's what the Chiefs are going to try to do in this game. So I like Patrick Mahomes to get a rushing touchdown in this game. I think it's very likely that it happens. Uh, plus 300, I think that's really good value there. That's solid. My final one, this is the real long shot, but I see the 49ers getting down to the goal line, you know, once, maybe a couple times here. Um, you can't rule out that there'd be a pass interference call in the end zone, which sets you up at the one-yard line, which actually br will bring me to that prop where I think most Super Bowls, uh, you have the opportunity to take, or every Super Bowl you have the opportunity to take this, but under one and a half or over one and a half. What am I trying to say, the Judah? Shortest the shortest rushing touchdown is over under a yard yes, and a half. Yes, one yes. And a half. It's basically saying, hey, yeah. is there going to be a one-yard goal line plunge by exactly. somebody? Is there going to be a QB sneak or whatever? Or mm -hmm. is it, you know, or is that not going to happen? Right. And so, and when you think about it, a pass interference call in the end zone will set you up for that. Right. Because it's unlikely, it's hard to just get to the one-yard line on any other play, right? So, Kyle, use check. Yeah. The big boy, right? The, the big Harvard boy. boy. Six to one odds right there for Ooh. him to get a touchdown. And he could Is also. Is that a, any, any score? Yeah, yeah, any score. Any score. He could catch it. He could rush it. He could, I think, even pass. No, no, he'd have to rush or receive, but yeah. he's not going to throw a pass. But yeah, Kyle Juszczyk at the goal line. I see them. If they get to that one yard line, they can use him. They could do a play action and pass it to him in the flat. Something like that, right? So could you parlay? Can you parlay prop bets? That's I think um, some books you can. I believe if we're looking at the FanDuel sports books or some of those, you can. But I think some of the old school ones, if you're using Bovada and whatnot, not to name drop all these, but I know Bovada doesn't offer that.
Yeah, I because I would think about if you can to do like rushing touchdown under a yard and a half, shortest rushing score under a yard and a half, mm-hmm. parlayed with a Kyle use check anytime. Oh, I love that. And then you know mm-hmm. that'd make a lot of sense. But yeah. I mean, the funny thing is he, he's not like your uh, typical you know goal line fullback or whatever. That's not what he does. He he can, I guess, do that, but you know he's more motioning and uh, oh, yeah. blocking play action flat, running routes out of the slot. He's mm-hmm. amazing. He's a great player. Yeah, he's also yeah. being paid like it too. By far the highest paid fullback in football. Definitely, definitely. So those are my mm. four. And he was plus six hundred. Plus six hundred. Okay. Yep. I like it. Any that you like in particular, Judah? Well, I mentioned McCole Hardman. I'm not sure. I can't find the uh, the actual odds that he's at right now. But you said what? Samuel was plus 130? Yes. I would think McCole Hardman's probably 220 or something. Yeah, in the 200s. In that range. I just think that from a matchup perspective, if I'm the Chiefs, you know, I'm looking for matchup advantages. And the Niners are just a little bit weaker outside of Sherman in their secondary. Yep. Hardman's fast as crap. Like, mm-hmm. like they're, they're probably going to... Uh, um, try to shade some help with Tyreek and Kelsey and a guy like I, I mentioned Watkins last week, but Watkins just he, he's not been able to get into the end zone for the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns against Jacksonville, a couple touchdowns against Tennessee. But do you want to place money on that guy to score? I don't know. McCall Hardman to me, I feel like this is a game where both Samuel and Hardman find a way to score touchdowns. Yes, yes. Here's the thing. I actually Historically, I've done all right with these anytime touchdown oh, player you? props. James White came through for me twice. Um, and uh, who was it? Uh, oh, yeah, Corey Clement. I got great odds on Corey Clement <sighs> yeah. in, the, in the Philly New England one, and he had a heck of a touchdown catch in the back of the end zone that got boy. reviewed mm-hmm. and uh, ruled in favor of uh, Philly. So mm. that, that you, you got to look for guys like third stringers that you know are going to be able to make big plays. I think Hardman's one of those for me. I bet for mm-hmm. the odds... Um, that uh, Hardman would probably be my favorite anytime, but my For second sure. would be Mahomes. Honestly, okay. honestly, I think he finds a way to get into the end zone with his feet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can see Hardman getting that touchdown uh, in a situation where the Chiefs have the ball just around midfield, right? And maybe it's a uh, maybe it's like a second and short type of play, right? Yeah, you know, there something you go. like you can that. Take a shot where, yeah. yeah, where you would expect, like, okay, they're gonna try to get it to you know Kelsey or something like that, you know, get the first down, whatnot. But of course, right when you get to the midfield line, Patrick Mahomes has the arm to gun it to the end zone. Just throw that thing up there, and if you miss and it goes long, it goes in the back of the end zone. No harm, no foul. But I think we're gonna see Mahomes take a shot there. I love it. Yeah, Hardman. I think he's around, yeah, I think he's around about 300. Okay. Well, okay. yeah, 250, I think, on DraftKings. Gotcha. But, yeah, yeah that would be that'd be one that I would look at as well. Um, another th- just thing that I was just thinking about in mm-hmm. terms of props, I mean, you, heads or tails, you know, you, you pick what you want, obviously, when you're trying to bet the, uh, the coin toss. Whoever gets the ball first, though, I'm going to be really intrigued to see what they do because most of the time in the regular season we see teams defer, but I've seen more and more in the playoffs – the team that wins the toss wants to make mm. a statement with mm-hmm. points. I think either the Niners or the Chiefs, whoever wins the toss, they're going to start with football. Yeah. I honestly get that y- feel. I don't think there's going to be much deferring going on uh, or any deferring going on by that's, the by the winner of the coin toss. That's a opinion. really great point. No, I, I actually agree with you because I think the 49ers, to your point, 
would want to take the football and go on one of those eight minute plus drives, you right. know, and just really pound it to them. That's like what they did the with tone. Minnesota. It's what mm-hmm. they did with Green Bay. And the Chiefs on the other side would love to just get Mahomes going early and get a quick score and go up and right. then force the Niners to change their game plan right away, even though they won't that early, but yeah. it will apply some pressure. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what are some other prop bets that you not only feel good about, but feel good about to the point of calling them? <laughs> Locks the prop, lock it, drop it segment that we got. The going prop, on. prop, lock, lock it, and drop it. Well, <laughs> before I get to the real locks here, there's just a couple more. Like yep. on top of Debo Samuel, anytime score, I do like him over 54 and a half receiving yards. Um, that's a little juiced at minus 145. But you saw in the Green Bay Packers game, Debo got involved in the pass game early. He caught a couple passes for just under 50 yards, and then they realized that they didn't need to throw the football ever again the rest of the game. So in this one, I think they will, like I've been saying. So I think Debo over receiving yards there looks pretty good to me. Uh, The other thing that looks good to me here is 49ers' first touchdown of the game will be any other touchdown, not a passing touchdown. So it'll Mm. be either a rushing touchdown or a defensive score. Um, I just I see... I just see the Niners run game doing it once again. And Jimmy Garoppolo, like if he's going to have any touchdown passes in this game, he's not going to have more than two, I imagine. So I think it's likely that the 49ers get their first score through uh, a running play. And that's minus 120. Pretty standard right there. And I also believe the Niners will have the longest touchdown of the game. I think with all the motion... And, and and that's that I think a lot of people might yeah. a lot of people might disagree with that because of how explosive the Chiefs are and I totally agree but again I just think the Chiefs haven't seen a defense like this Mahomes hasn't seen a defense like this all year and the Niners don't give up big touchdown plays usually that's so, their scheme is mm-hmm. to not give up the big play but yeah. to you know if you're going to beat us you're going to beat us death by paper cut it, yes exactly 100% so Niners plus 105 a little plus value there for the longest touchdown i mean it, it, it may just be like a 40 yard or a 35 that might they might do it honestly um so i like that and then the last one here that i really like is total successful field goals under three and a half. Mm. Uh, minus 120 at the end of the day there could be a couple of field goals in this game but I like I wouldn't be surprised if there's like legitimately only one field goal because I just feel that both of these teams are super aggressive on offense and when they get into that area where it's like okay we have a short yardage situation we can take the points or we can you know go for it here and, and try to get a touchdown and try to like make a statement. I think most of the time they're going to choose the latter and try to make a statement, try to punch it in the end zone. What do you think about George Kittle over under 70 and a half? I'm glad you brought that up. I don't like the over in that. I think he'll probably get close. And of course, he's capable of just breaking off a big pass play. Uh, we saw against the Saints in that mm-hmm. game, like to set up that game-winning field goal. In that game, though, it seemed like he was so involved, but he actually ended up with less than 70 yards in that game against the Saints. I like his over receptions better at five and a half. Okay, um, because he's actually he's gone over 70 yards receiving in seven games this season, and he's gone six or more receptions ten times this season. So, a little bit of a better chance there for him to get over. Five and a half receptions in the game. That's what I would go for with George Kittle. First touchdown in the game. Is it scored before the seven and a half minute mark of the first quarter? Oh, well, if the 49ers get the football, probably after. 
If because the, the drive goes yeah. longer, or? yeah, yeah, or yeah, exactly. I think the I drive. I mean, that's goes... a long drive, though. No, no, no. It, that or well, what's the price on that? That's pretty. That's. I think it's split odds. I mean, it's Is uh, it? yeah, that uh, the first score. I mean, and it's a pretty yeah. standard uh-huh. um, prop. I let's see, time of the first touchdown. Yeah. Is it scored before seven minutes and one second have been elapsed? Or after seven minutes and one second have been elapsed. Oh, so that means the total time on the clock would be at 5.59. Hold on. No, I'm no, no, I'm no, not, no, no, no. 8.59. Yeah, yeah. 7.59. 7.59. Yeah, 7.59. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Math for the win. I know. It's tough. 7.59 on the clock in the first quarter is the time of the first touchdown before that or after that. And... Yeah. Before is minus one twelve. After is minus one twelve. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after that. I, I just gonna lean after that because I think the Niners yeah. are capable of putting on a really long drive. Or if they get stopped, they punt. Then I think the defense stops the Chiefs the first time too. But at the same time, like it is tricky because as we know in the NFL, and you know it doesn't matter what level of football, most of the time your first drive is scripted, and so it's very methodical, and you know exactly what you're doing. And then after that first drive is where it kind of just things you let loose, right? Right. Uh, kind of let the game play out, but I would just I would lean after, but I don't love it. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, part of me thinks before. I mean, I could yeah. see you know similar to the Minnesota game, Niners scored first, Minnesota came back, evened it up at seven, and then mm-hmm. the Niners you know reasserted themselves the rest of the game. But yeah, you know, and and I think you've alluded to it too as well. But before I I keep going, is there any more prop bets that uh, that you're not only looking for but the locks that you like? As oh well? yeah, the locks here. Yeah. So this is an interesting one that a lot of people talk about, but it involves the national anthem. So, will a scoring drive end in less time than the national anthem? Oh, and by scoring drive, is that field goal or touchdown? Yeah. Okay. Right. Either or. And that's key because yes is minus 300. It's very juiced. And, and again, like, I'm just ta- I'm talking like locks. Yeah. <laughs> I think less because the national anthem is projected roughly around two minutes. And let's just say one of these teams gets great field position off of a turnover, right? They're already in, like, the red zone off a turnover. Or it's a short punt, and they get the ball at midfield. I mean, we know how quickly both of these teams can score. Um, Even if they get the ball, you know, inside enemy territory, and then it's a quick three and out, three passes, Mahomes can't do it, they decide to kick a field goal. I just think it's very likely that that happens. And even if they have to go the distance, like, an entire, like, the entire field on a drive, the Chiefs can still, they're capable of doing something like that. I think both teams are, so... I, I would say less. Less. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, end of the half or end of game scenario, too. Yeah. You know, I would trust either one of these offenses to at least oh, get yeah. what they need. End of the half. Yeah. Right, two-minute two minute drill. In that situation. All yeah. right, what else? So that one, a couple others here. Um, this Okay, I, this is what I think. I think this is the lock of the game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Listen up, people. Uh, 49ers. Adjusted line, Niners minus 10 and a half. <laughs> no. Niners no. to cover. 49ers to win by exactly 16 points. No. <laughs> um, 49ers over two and a half touchdowns in the game. That's a, uh, like, three Where'd touchdowns. It's minus 185. I just think that's an absolute steal. Like, what are we talking about here? Wow. The 49ers are going to, to have less than three touchdowns in the game? No. <laughs> no, no, no. If the 49ers and score... And you win the bet if, if they, they score three, three. If they get three touchdowns, yeah, come on, they could dude. get that in the first half. They Jeez. really could. 
This Chiefs defense, I mean, they really could. They kn- does that prop company know that Kyle Shanahan's coaching in this yeah, game or not? Like, I don't know. Are you kidding? Golly. I mean, the, the thing is, if the Niners don't score three touchdowns, they're going to lose the game, obviously. Yeah, So it's true. Um, so, yeah, minus 185. I love that. I think that's the lock of the game. Uh, there's also another one here that total touchdowns by both teams over five and a half. So six total, minus 170. I still really like that one, too. Um, That'd be uh, about 42 points in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. If, yeah. You, if you like the total over anyway, you'll probably be playing that too. Totally, okay. exactly, yep. Totally, nice. Totally. Very good, <laughs> very good. Uh, the last one I had here, actually, we already talked about, but George Kittle over five and a half receptions, minus yeah. 165. Um, I mentioned it. He's uh, he's had six or more receptions ten times you this know, season. You know, I'm such a feel-better like mm-hmm. like bet by feel you oh, know yeah. and, and yeah. gut a lot of the times i really see you know when i think of george kittle in this game and i know he has not been needed in the pass mm-hmm. catching department as much the last two games but i think about him and i think about the matchups with the kansas city linebackers and mm-hmm. secondary mm-hmm. and i think i think george kittle can feast yeah and it might <clears throat> i think the over five and a half is fair for sure but I could see him fist, feasting on a busted coverage somewhere in the secondary and getting like a long touchdown. Yeah. Like 65-yard little play fake, hit him over the seam, and no one's there. Like Sorensen missed his assignment. Or Matthews <laughs> following the play action, you know, somewhere. Yeah. And then the thing with Kittles, once he gets the ball, he's fast. He really is fast. Mm-hmm. I could see something around the 35, a little play action to Kittle, and he's just open. Yeah. And then he takes off. And the picture I have is Larry Fitzgerald doing this against Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl, you know, when the Cardinals had to get a score late and they got it to Fitz. Yeah. Wow. You know, or Fitz did the same thing against Green Bay in a playoff game, uh, I think, a, a year after that. And I know that's just a weird feel comparison to make. There's no real, like, reason for me to compare those two players, but I feel like. Kittle has that ability, that that play-breaking ability, and the only reason we're not almost expecting it to happen in this game, I think, is because he hasn't been needed as much. But yeah. but you know, I I think you know the Chiefs will be ready to to muscle up against the run a little bit. I mean, this is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest game. They're not they're not going to be owned off the ball early. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Maybe over sixty minutes, mm-hmm. second half. But at some point, I think Kittle will benefit from just being open and, and being schemed open and, and to make a big play. I, I would take the over on his receptions. I would take the over on his yardage. Mm-hmm. And that uh, if you can find a prop for a Kittle explosive play touchdown of over oh, 40 yards yeah. or whatever, maybe over 30 yards, I guess, to be safe, because you could get good odds yeah. on that if you can find it. Uh, I might take it. Put a shekel on it. Why yep. not? The, the guy's due. He's just due. There's something to be said about that. He yeah. hasn't needed to be involved, but the man is due. MVP odds, maybe with him? Maybe. What is he, 10 to 1 odds? Something like that? Yeah. Um, Bosa, Nick Bosa is a very interesting MVP Ooh. bet as well. And to get into MVP odds here, yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes, clearly the favorite. I mean, he's almost even money. And historically, quarterbacks win the MVP. They get the credit for everything, even though, other, even though the entire team... Uh, was needed to win the Super Bowl throughout the course of the season. The quarterback is the one who always gets the credit. So it's either Patrick Mahomes or Jimmy Garoppolo if you're going to go for MVP. That's the most likely because if the Niners win, it's probably Garoppolo. If it's the if it's the Chiefs, then it's it's like almost certainly going to be Mahomes. Although 
This is a situation, Judah, where I think about the Denver, uh, the Broncos versus the Panthers Super Bowl. It's a very, very similar scenario because we have a top defense against a top offense. We have a quarterback who is a rising star in the league coming up right now, getting all the recognition and the glory and the highlights. Patrick Mahomes, you had Cam Newton for the Panthers. Uh, back in 2015 in that Super Bowl, and then that vaunted Denver defense with Von Miller and company, and DeMarcus Ware, and Von Miller won the MVP at 20 to 1 odds. So this definitely smells like a situation where Nick Bosa can do something very similar. What I also like about the 49ers is that they have a guy named Emmanuel Sanders, who we haven't mentioned, but he was in that Super Bowl with the Broncos, right? right? So he knows a thing or two about winning championships. He's been leading these young guys. It's been crucial for guys like Debo Samuel coming up and the other guys like Kendrick Bourne and company. So I think if there's a Super Bowl that I'm comparing this to, it's it's the Broncos-Panthers Super Bowl. Hmm. Um, I think uh, in terms of MVP odds, I think, you know, I would go with, I, like, just speaking with non-bias, I'm either going to go Patrick Mahomes because if the Chiefs win, it's Patrick Mahomes. And the thing is, if the Chiefs win, you're getting what, like minus 120 for the money line, but Patrick Mahomes is plus money. So it's almost like, well, I think like Chiefs win, it's going to be Mahomes. So maybe just bet Mahomes if you like the Chiefs type of thing. There you go. You know yeah, what I mean? For just the better odds. Um, a Mahomes dark, is plus money for the MVP? Yeah, I think so. It's like even money, I think. At Interesting. Least. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Plus 110 or something. Uh, here's the super dark horse MVP, and it's because the Simpsons predicted it. If you saw my tweet, right? <laughs> I did see this. <laughs> Emmanuel Mosley. <laughs> Emmanuel Mosley, come on down. He had an interception in the NFC Championship game. He's he's the dude out of Tennessee, big boy. He's really come alive for that uh, Robert Solid defense. And you know, you never know if he if he has another interception in this game. You know, maybe forces a fumble. He's involved and he's flying all over the field, Troy Polamalu style. You just never know. 300 to 1 odds. Um, I put, let me just say, Jude, I put a little something on it. There you, you go. know, like the maybe Simpsons like five is, bucks on it. So you got to, you got to respect the Simpsons yeah. uh, prediction legacy. Yeah. That would be the wildest Super Bowl MVP ever, though. Uh, who do you like for him? I mean, honestly, like, who do you like MVP wise? Honestly, the, the guy, you know, Mahomes would be my one and only bet for the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. Because I agree with you. If they win, it's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's pretty, it's that simple. If they win, it's him. Yeah. Niners wise, you know, you can diversify the portfolio a little bit. And right, I, right. I like Kittle. I really do. I, mm. I think Kittle has a couple big plays and uh we just are like, oh my gosh, that's right. He is a dominant player. Um so Kittle, I, I'm seeing him on uh on uh, my bookie at plus thirteen hundred. Um okay. and I I just think the odds are Probably the best that they could be for George Kittle prop in this game, considering that uh, he wasn't needed the last two games. Like, if he would have scored in any of the last two games, I think that's probably lower odds because, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, that's right. George Kittle's an amazing player. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he hasn't been needed and there's all this talk, I would definitely not play Mostert. I, I don't, uh, Mostert had the game of his life, you know, he's a good player that had the game of his life in the NFC title. Right. And it came with momentum and the Packers were down, you know. It's uh, God bless Raheem Mostert. Amazing story. He probably plays pretty well in this game. Not the MVP bet that you want to make in he, this game. He would literally have to repeat that performance, and yeah. Garoppolo would have to not pass. Yeah, because so, and because we saw you mentioned James White earlier. Um, James White didn't get the MVP in that Super Bowl. And um, he had three touchdowns. And he had three touchdowns. So yeah. So I w- I would say Kittle would be my favorite. Um, 
you know, Emmanuel Sanders, I think, will have an impact in this game too. But yeah. that my favorite place would be Mahomes and Kittle. Okay. Probably. Okay. Got it. Uh, prediction time, Judah. I mean, Ooh. you want to talk predictions, score predictions, official plays? Oh. Oh, man. Get me too hyped over here. Gotta be careful. That's right. The frozen tundra of Miami. <laughs> yeah. This is not quite like the uh, anticipation of the New York Super Bowl, Super Bowl 48 mm-hmm. uh, from 2013 when the Seahawks played the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Another top defense, top offense situation. Broncos were favored by two or yep. two and a half by the time of kickoff. Got their butts handed to them by, uh, you know, one of the greatest teams of all time. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, 43-8. to eight. Yeah. This game, it's interesting. You know, I heard Trenton Dilfer say on a show earlier this week, too, that this has got blowout potential, this matchup, in favor of the Niners. Mm. He said, you know what, this feels like one of those games where if there is a blowout, I could see it being the Niners blowing out the Chiefs. The, the struggle I have is the narrative of it all. Like Andy Reid, he's so due for one. Like, he's got to break through. He's got to get one. Patrick Mahomes is so undoubtedly a future star, future Hall of Famer. He's got to get one early. And I'm like, that's not necessarily always the case. It doesn't necessarily always unfold in favor of the narrative. You know, and and we could be waking up Monday talking about how Mahomes has gone to an AFC title and lost to the Patriots and gone to a Super Bowl and lost to the Niners and he's just gotten to the precipice and hasn't been able to break through. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Andy Reid getting to the precipice and have, hasn't been able to break through. Kyle Shanahan's looking for redemption from 28-3 to Falcons-Patriots mm-hmm. from, a, from a few years ago. Jimmy G's looking to try to break through out of the shadow of Tom Brady, you know, with oh, man. the 49ers. You got Sherman trying to, mm-hmm. you know, put an exclamation point on the second half of his career, winning one away from Seattle, betting on himself the whole way and getting it done. Um, you know, it's amazing all the different storylines here in in Super Bowl 54. And I just keep finding myself like, you know, I, I've got little leans. I've got little edges. And then I have to remind myself, this is a 60-minute football game. There's going to be a point midway through the third quarter where we wake up and it's like, man, this game's taking a long time. Yeah. And you re- forget how long football games can be. And over the course of 60 minutes, you have to trust that the best player will show himself or the best team We'll have enough resolve to hold off the best player. Yeah, <laughs> That's really yep, what it comes yeah. down. I think Mahomes is the best player. Mm-hmm. Are you really willing to bet against the best player over 60 minutes in the biggest game of the year? Mm. That's what it comes down to. No one's going to want to do it. But is it still the right play to make? Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm referring to can the Niners totally. slow down Mahomes for 60 minutes, not just 40 minutes, not just 45 minutes, the whole 60-minute game. So many interesting storylines in this game. And you mentioned Andy Reid and got so much respect for the guy. He's the winningest coach ever to not win a championship. He's been to the playoffs, I think, 15 times and has fallen short of a Super Bowl championship all 15 times or all 14 times previously, whatever the number is. Um, he's, he's definitely due, but you know, who's also due Wes Welker's due. I was just reading about this, but he's an assistant coach for the Niners and he still doesn't have a ring. (laughs) Still doesn't have a ring. All all those Patriot years. And I think he was on the Broncos, right? For a year. That was when they lost, right? To Seattle. He got got clocked by Cam Chancellor in that game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he's, so he's due and Joe Staley's due. Yeah. And, 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 
and even uh, D Ford is due, I guess, right? Because last year, you know, he <laughs> yeah, was offsides. He's, he's and, looking for redemption, no question. <laughs> there's just so many stories, and you know, I, it depends on which one you attach yourself to. But at the end of the day, defense usually beats offense when we're talking strength on strength. And the 49ers have been so dominant this year on defense. And Patrick Mahomes is the like top five youngest quarterback to ever appear in a Super Bowl. And the other four quarterbacks that are younger or around that age of where he's at right now, I believe have a one in three record in the Super Bowl. And the one that did win, and I'm just blanking on the name right now and I'm mad, but the one who did win ended up actually having the worst quarterback rating in Super Bowl history, but still got the win. <laughs> I was for a winning quarterback. So, it, so Russell Wilson wasn't 23 when he went. He must have been a little bit older. That was only year two for him. Right, right, but, right. So I think he was just outside that top okay. five. I was looking at that, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, it's it's and we talked about Russell Wilson before we got on the show here, and you know, when Russ faces the 49ers, he sees the 49ers twice a year. He's so used to seeing the 49ers. He he game plans for them every year. He's so uh, custom to going up against them, and that's why he has so many great performances. And he's not only that, but he's just an unbelievable player. Patrick Mahomes just hasn't seen this type of defense yet. He's young, and it's just how will he perform on the big stage. I trust a defense like the 49ers in this situation to get the job done. And I agree with people saying that if it's a blowout, it's probably in favor of the Niners because what will happen is the 49ers' defense will assert their dominance. They'll get a little bit of a lead. Patrick Mahomes will get a little bit... You know, he'll he'll feel the pressure, right? And uh, maybe he makes some mistakes, throws an interception, fumbles the ball, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden the Niners have, you know, two touchdown plus lead, and they just hang on to the ball, and they ground and pound. And, and then next thing you know, the Niners are in the 30s, and the Chiefs are in the 20s. Yeah, maybe. how much time's on the clock, though, when that happens? Exactly, yeah, because yeah. Because the guy... You give him the ball enough times, mm. He's. I don't think there will be a Lamar Jackson situation where... He just gets caught up mentally. They're too balanced. Yeah. He gets worried. The guy, he's too stoic. He's too balanced. He'll be able to find a way to get back into this mm-hmm. game and make it close. I, yeah. I don't see a, a a blowout one way or the other, but I agree. I guess the best blowout potential is with the Niners. Yeah, I but guess so. I, but, it's not happening, in my yeah. opinion. I'm willing to say it's not happening in this game. It's going to be a close game all the way down to the wire mm-hmm. and to the end. It'll be up to, I think, the last five minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, which offense is able to execute the last five minutes? Yeah, you know. I, I kind of I have two score predictions for you. Yeah. I'm going to give you one that's kind of a bold prediction, and then I'm going to give you another that's the game that we all want to see. All right. Okay. What's your bold prediction? My bold prediction is that the 49ers win this game 36 to 24, and it's close in the first half ish, but the 49ers again run the football like 30 plus times, maybe even in the high 30s. Garoppolo throws it maybe 15 times. Mahomes, the pressure gets to him, has a couple turnovers. Emmanuel Mosley pick six. Maybe Emmanuel Mosley pick six. And uh, it, it comes down to the 49ers are up like 29 to 17 or something. And the Chiefs start coming back. They score a touchdown. Now it's 29 to 24. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, no. And then that's when Mahomes makes the biggest mistake of the game and throws his pick six, and then it's 36-24 final. So something like that, right? That's my bold prediction, Niners by 12. Now, the prediction that I have here that the game that I think most people would want to see is the game, maybe not how it played out, but the Rose Bowl with the Ducks, 28-27 Niners. 
And and how ironic would it be if the Chiefs won 28-27, though? Because I was just thinking about it. That score, it, it seems so significant to me. It just kind of came to me in a dream. But if the Chiefs win 28-27, the Niners cover plus one and a half. The Chiefs' money line hits. Niners' money line loses. Mattress Mac loses his million. But the people who took the Niners plus the points win. People who took the Chiefs' money line win. But people who took the Chiefs' minus one and a half lose. What <laughs> and about the total, the total? And the total goes over by a half a point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that so, seems like it would be that that's worst case for Vegas almost, isn't it? Well, or, no, or I think that's that? probably I think that's best case because Chiefs spread loses. Or? Well, well just because it's so like the the balance of the action, yeah. I feel like it would be spread out so much at that point like cuz it's just it's right on the line. You know, it's like right where Vegas predicted it. So I feel like at the end of the day if that were the final score, the money like neither side, like the the books wouldn't get burned, and the public wouldn't win big. It would just kind of like level out, right? You know. So yeah, those are my my two predictions. I hope we see a great game, but at the same time, I wouldn't be mad if the Niners won thirty six twenty four. No, you would not. No, you would not. Do I have you scheduled to come in Monday? I got to prepare. You actually, actually, you don't. Okay, yeah, so, all right, all right. Know. We'll give you the the day off to either celebrate or recuperate. <laughs> right. All right. Well, what about you? Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's get on the record with this now. Yeah. You know, as we as we close it up, going into Super Bowl weekend, um, the way I kind of see this game is, I, I do see it close. I'm not sure if there will be a two score lead at any point on either side, and even if there is, not too worried about it. At the end of the day, I, I see this close. You know, going deep into the fourth quarter. And I just trust a Kyle Shanahan offense to get the first downs that they need. And the 49ers will have to get something on offense in the fourth quarter to either ice the game or take the lead and win the game. And I just trust Kyle Shanahan to do it. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I, I trust Andy Reid to do it, you know, historically. I've got the 49ers winning the football game by a final score of 33-30. to 30, And mm. that is going to go over. So I'll, I'll take the over and the Niners money line in this football game, and that will be my uh, my official lean with the uh, 49ers winning the Super Bowl. That's my official lean as well. I like the Niners and the over. We're in complete agreement right there, Judah. I think uh, I mean Super Bowl is usually usually the the under I think is the play, but the, with these with both of these offenses and the kind of firepower they have, the motion they use, I just think that this is going to be a high scoring affair. What's and your final four- score? You like Niners and over? Mm-hmm. I do like Niners and over. I I want to say my bold prediction, but I'm gonna just gonna go with that close one: 28-27-49ers. So it just hits the over. Just hits the over. Niners win outright by right. a point. Yep. What a game! Should be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Zach, good luck as you watch it. Thank you. And as you root for your team, it's been a lot of fun all year, too. It's been a great year, Judah. And, uh, I mean, think about it. The Ducks won the Rose Bowl and the Pac-12 championship, and the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. This is a dream year for me. And then Ducks basketball is going to the Final Four. Let's go. It's going to be amazing. Speaking of, we'll talk more college hoops down the line as well. So bet Mm -hmm. the game ain't going anywhere. You'll still be able to find us. Big things are in the works. So thanks for listening all year long. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, follow us at Zach Schlegel, at Judah Newby, powered by 750 The Game. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody.